The Blockhouse Podcast is also brought to you by the Liberland Aid Foundation. The Liberland Aid Foundation is the humanitarian arm of the Free Republic of Liberland, whose philosophies of freedom, volunteerism, and charity communicate to the international community the compassion that Liberland has for the world. The Liberland Aid Foundation is a U.S.-registered 501c3. All donations made are tax-deductible. To learn more, go visit LiberlandFoundation.org. All of the awesome audio and beats on the Blockhouse podcast are brought to you by my good friend Tiger at It's Tiger Music. So go check out It's Tiger on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Music. What's up, guys? It is Wednesday, November 25th. This week, I do not have a guest. Because of the craziness in crypto and the fluctuations in price, I decided to focus in on the market, specifically focusing on Ripple and Ripple's relationship with Bank of America. So, as always, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain and, in today's case, Ripple and Bank of America, I guess. Enjoy. Hello, guys. How are you? And welcome to another wonderful live episode of the podcast. Taking a break this week from having a guest, um, mainly because we've had this crazy ride in crypto um, this past week and weekends and leading into this week and everything's just crazy right now. So why have a guest when yours truly can just sit here and rant on about what is going on? But honestly, we have to narrow that down. So I'm not going to talk about everything. I'm not going to talk about Bitcoin's long upward incline this year. I'm not going to talk about the big jump that Ethereum has had and the fact that they just announced, wink, wink, that Ethereum 2.0 is going to come out on December 1st, most likely. We'll see what happens. There are a lot of things. Um, You can look at Cardano, which is also doing really well right now. number of others stellar is really performing well but the one i want to focus on is ripple xrp Um, and the main reason for that is this conspiracy theory well i guess not conspiracy theory but this rumor that they i guess it's not a rumor anymore is it anyways ripple and bank of america have a partnership right now and I guess the real rumor floating around is that Ripple might be launching a product with Bank of America. So I want to go over why I think that is a possibility for why Ripple might be running in price and why this has kind of come out of nowhere. No one predicted Ripple would make a jump like this. It's a little weird given the fact that it hasn't really moved at all this year, other than a slight recovery back in March when the lockdown hit. So having Ripple move out of that 20 cent range all the way up to 90 cents Monday evening is a little weird. And a lot of money flowed in. I think there was like 20 something million dollars in 24 hour trade volume. So something's going on with Ripple. 
I think it's important to note it's the biggest mover in the last seven days. So we're going to talk about that specifically and what I think is going on with Ripple and why this could just be uh, be the beginning of a rally in Ripple to a much higher um, average price. Um, putting the whole alt season aside for just a second in which, yeah, everything else is also doing pretty well and everything else could go up through the ceiling and it kind of is. But I mean, there's a lot of possibilities right now. But just zooming in on Ripple, I think there's a chance that it might be one of the best performers and we might see that happen now rather than, rather than later. So, you know, going into December and the holidays, into the end of 2020, um, yeah, it's important for us to note that Ripple has a partnership with Bank of America. So let's look at a few details dating back to 2018, 2019 on why this is um, plausible. So in 2019, um, well, so Bank of America had a patent application with the US PTO, the US um, Postal Trade Office, and they abandoned that patent application in 2019. This patent application was for a real-time, real-time settlement system using a distributed ledger system. And it looks like Bank of America has been actively looking into blockchain um, as a potential platform or as a potential product to move money with remittance. A lot of banks have been doing this, but Bank of America has been very diligent about it. And it seems that they really want to do something. So they abandoned that for some reason in 2019. No, no real reason why you could argue that maybe it didn't pan out for them or they have something else in the pipeline, or maybe they have a partnership they weren't talking about. Maybe they're working with someone. Maybe that's Ripple. So this year in November, Ripple Labs filed a trademark for a product called Paystring. So Paystring is a product for sending and receiving remittances specifically. Um, and there's a fairly long description on what Paystring is as a product. And there is rumor of a new product release under Ripple Labs relatively soon, and it could be Paystring. But what would Paystring really be for? Who would use Paystring? Of all the banks that they're already working with, why would they need to come up with Paystring? Is it a regulatory thing? Does it have to fit certain requirements, maybe in the US, maybe for Bank of America? So this is where we have to dial in um, and look at the real possibility of a product release under Ripple Labs for Bank of America or having a joint product release. So on Bank of America's own website, on their own podcast, and it's funny that Bank of America has a podcast, but on, on their own website, on their own podcast, Julie Harris, who is the head of global banking and digital strategy for Bank of America, literally said this verbatim. It's about you as a client and the infrastructure you have and the ability for us to integrate, whether that's with platforms and capabilities that we built or partnerships that we have with the likes of Ripple or Swift. These are fintechs that we are partner, partnering with. 
again, that is the global head of banking and digital strategy for Bank of America, Julie Harris, saying that verbatim on that podcast. And it's interesting that she mentioned specifically Ripple alongside Swift in terms of what they want to do with remittance and with financial technology. So it seems they are taking it very, very seriously. And my guess is they have something in the pipeline. And if things don't pan out with Swift anytime soon, there's a very good chance that, you know, a product release could surprise us in December um, with Bank of America under Ripple. Maybe that's why it's moving so quickly. Maybe people are investing ahead of time. Maybe hedge funds are getting in, uh, private equity private equity firms, who knows? Maybe they have some insider knowledge that we don't know. Um, Or maybe at the beginning of 2021, we have some kind of partnership announcement. All I know is that something's going on and that much money wouldn't just randomly move into Ripple of all things. And we wouldn't see a massive price increase for no reason, unless there was something going on. So I think there's a very good chance that Ripple's gonna announce something big pretty soon. I think there's a very good chance it's with Bank of America. And honestly, you should do do your own due diligence, but you you should consider Ripple as an investment possibility. Um, And, you know, where that fits into your portfolio. Like just looking at Monday night, Ripple got as high as 90 cents on Coinbase. On Coinbase, not on CoinMarketCap. It was still sitting in about 70 cents. It ran up to 90 cents almost instantly on Coinbase after having that long run all day long or the last 48 hours uh, previously. And then it crashed Coinbase. So Coinbase is the probably the easiest place for an institutional investor. And when I say institutional investor, I mean everything from a big corporation and company to a hedge fund or private equity firm. Um, or any other guy in finance, you know, dumping large sums of money into crypto. Coinbase is probably one of the best ways to do that outside maybe Gemini. So I think that influx tells you a lot about where people are putting their money, how they're positioning, and what they think is going to have a big run in the short term. I don't think this was random, everyday, ordinary people's money. I think this was strategic money Um, and the price still hasn't really crashed. I mean, it came back down from 90 cents to 70 cents, but it looks like there's some massive positions getting put in Um, some big orders, getting put in some big orders, getting pulled. I I think there's something going on there. I think because it happened on Coinbase um, and not on another trading platform shows it's very likely that this is institutionalized money. So, this is going to be very interesting, very exciting going into the rest of the year. And it's something you should keep a very, very close eye on in regards to Ripple. And I've liked Ripple for a long time. I've talked about and vouched for Ripple for a long time. One of the biggest arguments against Ripple is the fact that it's not necessarily a decentralized blockchain. Um, that a company's running it, they hold most of the Ripple, they're doing massive buybacks right now, which might be another reason why the price has been going up slowly. Um, but I don't think it's the only reason. Um, but, you know, just because something's not decentralized doesn't mean it can't perform well in making money, you know, do well on paper. Uh, there's plenty of other companies. Just look at the entire stock market. 
plenty of centralized companies out there. There's nothing wrong with it. So to me, there's nothing wrong with investing in Ripple. Like as a blockchain, no, there are better blockchains out there. Personally, I'd rather use Bitcoin. I'd rather use Litecoin. But Ripple's a great tool and it'll fit a huge niche, especially in the banking system if they're going to vie for relevancy in this new digital age that we're in where the tech companies basically are dominating the banking system. The tech companies are basically dominating payments and remittance on their own with their own small banks via the cash card and PayPal and PayPal's Venmo and um, Samsung money and Apple, is it what Apple Cash, Apple, Apple credit card? I, I don't know what Apple's thanks card, but Apple's in there. Um, you know, all the tech companies are piling in on this stuff, offering their own solutions for banking, and you just don't need the banks anymore. So there's got to be a play for them, and I think there there's a role in centralized cryptocurrencies and blockchains for the banks to stay relevant too. So this will be a very interesting phase in transition to see how things shake up because we're getting to a precipice here, especially with blockchain, which has been beaten down the last couple of years and seems to be in a strong bull run. Um, and Bitcoin's leading the way with that. So, you know, if you're an investor and you're like trading the market, one thing I'd recommend is following Bitcoin really closely because if Bitcoin keeps having, um, you know, like a 60, 61% market share, um, another name for that is Bitcoin dominance. So if, if Bitcoin is 60, 61% of the entire market cap, um, you know, we're not in that alt season yet, but there's high potential for it. And Bitcoin is radioactive right now. So if Bitcoin busts through 20,000, you know, it's either going to come right back down. It's going to be a strong wall. It's going to be really hard to get through that ceiling or Bitcoin's going to take off. And it's going to do some crazy numbers. And I guarantee you, once Bitcoin settles, a lot of that money is going to filter back into alts, just like it did in 2017, beginning of 2018, how it's shaking up this year at the end of 2020. It's just kind of how it rolls. So if Bitcoin performs really well, alt season will probably follow very shortly. Um, and that's been true. Bitcoin has ran up into the 1800 range, now busting into the 1900 range. Um, and that's filtered down strongly into the altcoins, um, diversifying the money a bit. So it's very likely that Bitcoin keeps running. We'll see alt season. If Bitcoin stalls or declines, we might have a short-term pullback or correction phase where the market kind of just vomits. So we'll see what happens. But it's... um. We're in a very interesting spot right now. It's very hard to gauge all that. So you just have, you have to honestly do your own due diligence and you have to get a diverse um, amount of opinion, not just my opinion, a diverse amount of opinion on what's going on in the market before you make an investment decision, because there's just too many moving pieces, too many X factors. Um, anything could affect it at any point in time, but you know, Bitcoin's a good indicator. So follow Bitcoin very closely and that'll give you a good idea most likely um but yeah to wrap it up ripple and bank of america something's going on there i think it's important to consider ripple strongly consider ripple and 
you know, what, what its future looks like, where it's potentially going. This is going to be very interesting times. Um, very excited for 2021 in terms of crypto and blockchain. A lot of cool things happening. Anyways, that is my rant for today. I have guests that are coming on soon. Don't worry. Just wanted to take the time to elaborate on my thoughts on what's going on in the market, given all the craziness. So I appreciate you listening to me rant on. I'll probably do it again soon. Anyways, stay tuned for the next guest. Got some cool ones coming on. They're waiting. So don't worry about that. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, Watch Bitcoin closely. Talk about it with friends and family. And see you guys next week.